Just a couple of critics. I think it's from people who are even in the business. Movies, music, TV, and more. Put your foot down the toilet. Go buy it from a store. Couple, couple of critics. Why not? Couple of critics. Just a couple of critics. Just a couple of critics. That was gorgeous. That was that was nice. The people loved it. I heard the applause. I heard the roar. You're gonna hear me roar. Wait, was that is that a pink song I was trying to do? No, that's uh Katy Perry. That's Katy Perry. You're gonna hear me roar. Gorgeous. Let's hit the road. We're singing. Only Katy Perry song. God. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It's no good. That's yeah. correct. That is correct. I need to get these notes out of. Well, the. Uh, yeah, I need to get the. Uh, the episode notes? <sighs> flying high. The theme song out of my face. Because oh. that, that is past. And it was not just a one and done thing. I'm going to say this right now. There's. Uh, f- there's audio of me just geeking out trying to do this goddamn song. Like seven times. And I think to be a treat for our listeners, I'll put it at the end of this episode. Right at the end. So if you really want to listen to me just laugh and laugh and laugh and suck and suck and suck, you can you can listen to the very end. I think per a conversation that we've had, Aww. that that should already have happened once. So I think that should just be a thing that if it's good, we'll just give it to the people. We'll just give it to the people. At the end, right? Yeah, at the end. In the end. Welcome to Couple of Critics. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. As we've said in the past and previously, welcome. We are a review podcast. We've got Janice... uh, Janice Terrace? I can't remember what her actual name is and it makes me sad Oh, like her real full christian given name yes the name that the lord gave her i don't have my phone so i can do no research or looking up of any items tonight let's see what this does if i'm uh well what your phone i have a new phone phone, so i want to see what it does new phone report what did you get an s30 what's 24 that's the year i believe is it stands for the year that it comes out oh really okay all right so here we go Go what? What are we doing? Okay, Google. What is Jan Terry's real name? It didn't work. Are you trying to use a thing that... What the fuck is happening in the other room? (laughs) So we have a speaker in the other room and that heard me. And it sounds like the Google Assistant is a child after having sucked helium and it's still talking. What is... What the fuck is going on in the other room? room? It's creeping me out, man. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a ghost child in the next room. And there's like... Is it still happening? There's a crowd. You gotta fix this. It's not stopping. Uh, I hope you come back from the other room without a knife in your fucking chest. Because I feel like you just left the room and now you're going to be gone for a couple minutes. And then I'm going to stop the podcast and then you're going to be dead on the floor. Oh my God, you've returned and you're alive. 
What the hell was playing? I don't know. I wanted it to stop as soon as Why I could. Why did it could, sound like so. it was a helium voice? It, I did don't, it sound like a helium voice when you went in there too? Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't it was really talking much by the time I went in there. Most importantly, do I need to hire an exorcist now? Because that's the way I feel. I feel like Linda Blair is going to pop her head around the corner. Wow, what was that noise that just came out of your throat? <laughs> your throat doesn't like just make frog sounds sometimes when you inhale with your mouth open. You were less speechless, so your throat just decided to go. Oh. So I gave Sam an album hey, this week. Hey, get right into it. Let's do it. I don't care. It's been quite the journey We don't need already. a whole preamble. Now, I've already tried, and then craziness happened, and we're back. I don't know Jan Terry's real name because I don't feel like Googling it. I have other things to do, like talk about why we're here. I agree. I gave Sam an album, and we will be listening to something called Whatever and Ever, Amen, by Ben Folds 5. Sam. Hi. What is your knowledge or wherewithal? When it uh, comes ben to five? Ben Folds Five, um, I'm definitely been. I have definitely been aware of Ben Folds, uh, Ben Folds himself, and the Ben Folds Five, probably since this album came out because that one song on here is fucking huge, brick, brick. Um, so I remember it. What year did this come out? Ninety-seven. Okay, so I was definitely logged on to what the hell's going on in the world. So ninety-seven. I'm like twelve, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve. Yeah. Uh, I also remember this thing where Ben Folds did like this deal where he went on like chat roulette and he had it linked up to him playing a concert live. So people that were on chat roulette, oh, I forgot about that. And they'd be on the big screen and they'd just be like, holy shit. I'm just like on a screen at this big fucking concert while Ben Folds plays a piano. Um, I've always gotten a sense that Ben Folds is likes comedy and is like a fucking nerd and is a little goofy. Oh my God, the night crew is going crazy because we are recording at night and the night crew is wild. <laughs> what is happening in this house tonight? It's we have ghost helium children in the next room. Animals uh, just running around. Because they know the fucking ghost children next door. It's like that time you heard the Asian choir while you were taking a bath. I know, that was creepy as shit. Yeah, I know. This house, is it's haunted. This house is not clear. I think this house is haunted. <laughs> I've I've never been in a situation where I've seen anything where I've led to believe some place is haunted. But I will admit the the idea of haunted places spooks the fucking shit out of me. Like I don't believe in ghosts, but like ghost stories and like things about ghosts make the fucking uh, the, the, the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And I don't and I think part of me being scared about it is it would like throw me for a fucking whole loop if I saw something that I'm just like, okay, so there is something going on that I can't prove with science right now. But I've just never seen anything. But like you hear people have stories that are like, shit was floating in front of me. But was it? I believed it at least to some extent when I was younger. Um, but n- not necessarily as other people did, because I always wanted to see things and never did. I mean, I experienced, I there were like a couple things that had happened in that house that I mostly grew up in. The one I lived in? Yeah. <gasps> but I don't know. Like you can, there's usually an explanation that it's just yeah, like, like a ghost technology malfunctioning. Oh, well, anything that has circuitry, I don't 
that doesn't count to me. Anything that involves Someone's, electronics. Well, and then there was a time I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom in the dark, um, and I had a friend over, and she said that she saw me come in like I was trying to scare her, but I was still in the bathroom brushing my teeth. Bum, bum, bum. Well, why'd you... Did you like... Were you a psycho and you just like passed out for a moment or blacked out and you went and you were like, no, or did she fall asleep? No, it was very soon after going to bed. Were you guys huffing paint? No, I didn't do stuff like that. It was like getting ready to go to bed and the bedroom light was already turned off for some reason and it was just like dark. I need you to stop because the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. I don't believe in any of that stuff now. I'm such a cynic. When it comes to things that I would just be like, that's not, that's nothing. That's not real. Are you willing to go to a haunted place and spend the night? I've been to a place that's supposedly haunted, but. Did you spend the night? I did not do the overnight thing. It's the Waverly Hills Sanitarium. I remember when you went to this. I remember you went to this. But nothing weird happened there, right? No. Just vibes, maybe? Just, ooh, this is a spooky room? Well, someone's telling stories the whole oh, time. Yeah. So yeah, they're right. painting a picture. Right. So they're trying to put you in a headspace that if something happens, you're going to attribute it to what is being discussed and not just the fact that, like, this building is, like, an abandoned mental hospital. <laughs> like, seems seems innocent in this room, doesn't it? But in this room, 17 nurses were murdered ritualistic, ritualistically. And they got all their tongues ripped out. That's why I said ritualistically. There's a room that outside of it, a nurse was apparently hung and her baby was cut out of her belly. So apparently in that room, uh, women who are pregnant will feel nauseated. So then like women were like, I don't know if I should walk in there because I don't want to know if I'm pregnant. (laughs) And it's like, you guys are all fucking stupid. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know why we're talking. Oh, ghosts. Oh, because the house was going wild. So, yeah, Ben Folds, uh, you thought that he was funnier or that was or that there was humor? Oh, I just got the sense that he's a goofier guy. Was that? I think he was on a comedy Bang Bang episode, the TV show. I think he may have been. Maybe. So anybody that's on that, I automatically give a pass to like, they're probably pretty cool. I did watch this. It was about a nine, 10 minute promo video that came out before or alongside this album's release. This is the second mm-hmm. album by Ben Folds. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know anything. By the way, that's the end of my knowledge. I don't know anything about Ben Folds, so bathe me in all your Ben Folds knowledge. I don't have gained. a lot. I don't have a you lot. You got to know more than I do. But I did. This dog just <sighs> man having a dog is fun. She just took. She just drank a whole bunch of water and then came up and rubbed her mouth on my leg. <laughs> so you're saying your leg is really dry right now? Dogs are disgusting. <laughs> anyway, uh... Michelle's got the driest leg of anybody on earth right now. <laughs> If you uh, break down my knowledge, it's not a lot, but I have, I, I, I definitely, I think I felt more like I figured out who they were as people when I watched that little 10 minute like doc yeah. to coincide with this. It just showed that like, so I know that this, and I did have a note about this that I okay. uh, put down, um, that they recorded it in, in a house, in the front room of a house. Okay, that seems cool. And it's it's three guys. Is this the first album or the second album? Second, okay. I just, 
Yeah. You just said that, right? <clears throat> yeah. So they became a band in 93. Question. Is this the first or the second album? <laughs> became a band in 93. This album is 97. All right. They broke up in 2000. Okay. And then the other two guys, because it's, it's, he said that Ben Fold's five did, or sounded better than Ben Fold's three. So it's three guys. It is because just the cover three guys. is three dudes. Yeah. And I was like, where's the other fucking two? Now, did they have a bigger band on the road that made it five? No. Oh, okay. So when you saw Ben Folds Five, it was just these three dudes. Yes. So what is it? A bass player, a drummer, and the piano? I believe so. Because there's a lot of bass guitar going on in this album, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's happening live. Unless he's a guitar player. So they they stopped. They debanded in 2000. And then, so the other guys did other things musically, and then Ben Folds did some solo stuff. And uh, then they had some reunions here and there where they played live shows. But, and it looks like they they did a fourth album, because there was an album after this that people didn't love as much. I guess it was like jazzier and more like laid back. Okay. <clears throat> it wasn't as like rock and rolly. Yep. And then they did an album... In uh, September 2012. And then after the guy who produced their albums died last year, they did a tribute concert for him. So Ben Folds 5 is not really active. No. is But Ben Folds is, right? Yes. So, But he plays Ben Folds 5 songs, I assume. I would He's assume so. He's got to play fucking brick. I would assume so. Does say that he has toured with bare naked ladies before, so I bet that was a fun '90s show. Wow, there's a lot <clears> of <throat> white nerds at that show. Well, speaking of white nerds, there's it, a lot of white band nerds at that show. It also says here that uh, where the fuck was that? I scrolled right past it. Here it is. Their last album that came out, there was a single and with a music video that featured Anna Kendrick, Rob Corddry, and the cast of Fraggle Rock. I feel like I vaguely remember seeing something like that, but I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. I don't know who Anna Kendrick is. She has done a lot of things that you would never have seen. Okay. But she was on Comedy Bang Bang, the show. Well, I feel like I've heard that name. I just don't have a, I don't have a face. Well, I don't, I'm not giving you her face. I don't need it. So are you sure? Give me her face (laughs) in a box. So one thing that I wanted to mention because I really I thought it was funny is that Ben Folds once described the music of Ben Folds 5 as punk rock for sissies. And I like that. <laughs> you could almost give that to Weezer a little bit, too. I think it's in the kind of same world. But I get real big band geek vibes from this. And a lot of band geeks want have a little punk sense to them, but don't go full punk. Like our good Mormon friend that took you to the... Uh, prom yeah he was real like on the edge of wanting to get in the punk scene but i'm sure he fucking loved ben folds five or ben folds three that's what i'm calling him from here on out well let's get this album started and then we can talk about other things uh there were five singles from this album which Damn. i did not realize um it's about four too many <laughs> take that first shot all right we'll start with the third single First track, One Angry Dwarf and 200 Solemn Faces. So this is kind of like a fuck you song, I guess. 
Really? I've, I knew this song. I've heard this song before, and I didn't realize it was a... Uh, the song title was fucking crazy. I first saw the song title, and I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be. I got I to gotta get this out about Ben Fold's voice. A very whiny voice that I didn't really expect. I think that's just the sound of his voice. I don't think it's whiny. I don't, I don't get the whiny. I guess it's just the sound of his voice, and I think the sound of his voice is whiny sounding. <laughs> oh, I, okay. There's songs on this that I think are fucking really good, by the way. So don't, don't think I'm in a pit on this. I want no. to feel good I about I have this. no idea what your opinion is at all. When it comes back around to those parts, listen to the goddamn bass player. Or the bass tone. It is so fucking good. It was just like, this is a piano song. Why is this heavy-ass bass tone going on? It's got, like, all this fuzz. Um, this is an example of piano playing that I enjoy. There's piano playing that I don't enjoy. Just like there's saxophone playing that I don't enjoy. Where it's, like, real small. Okay, listen. That fucking bass is this up a little more for me. Huge! It's a f- that's a big jump from one to the next, but I'll just deal with it. Fuck you, new one. Go for it. It almost seemed like one was a lot. That bass deserves a lot. <laughs> um, so I think these guys are talented. There's songs on here that I'm sure you knew weren't going to be my jam. Uh-huh. But were you concerned about me not liking even things like this? I was wondering... I was hoping something would hit because it is... I mean, they're they're like music nerds. Absolutely. So, and just nerds in life. So, I, I guess that he produced and helped uh, William Shatner record an album or some some shit like that. Interesting. So, it's just, it's nerd city. Uh, and, nerd city. and I was, yeah, I was hoping something would stick because there's still like a, a rock and roll vibe to some of these songs, which there's is why good rock and for, roll vibe. for me, Ben Folds 5 is just this album and then... I like and also own uh, Ben Folds' first solo album. Okay. So I'm I'm like in and out on Ben Folds Five. Delicious. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's just it's just that's why I don't really know a lot because I've not really I'm not let myself get sucked in. But I just I think that I just like this time from them. I like I like the sound. And that's that I'm, and then I'm. I don't really need the more droney or like more like jazzy stuff. Yeah. I don't care. I need, I need some of that like rock and roll thrown in there I, to get me. I absolutely agree. And this provides that rock and roll. Even the drums are big. Uh, I love a drum mix where the cymbals are loud. You really hear the crash riding. Uh, it's definitely got an alternative vibe to it still too. And it might be that bass tone. That's all I really, all I really <laughs> want to talk about is the bass tone. <laughs> and Ben Fold's voice, like I said, it was whiny sounding to me earlier. It was just, I meant more like I didn't realize how he was more like, huh. He puts this like waver in there where it's like a true nerd sounding voice. Like this? That's <laughs> in, um, in his homage to King Diamond, obviously. I just like, just like the thing. Oh. Oh. He just said, like, I like that one. I like it when bands leave production kind of shit. I like that one. Stuff. <laughs> Especially now that you told me that it was recorded in a house. Mm-hmm. 
Was it? I wonder if it was. I'm not asking you this necessarily, but I wonder if it was someone's house that was already owned, or if they rented a house and were like, "We're just going to live in this house, and we're going to record this album, and we're going to use the budget that's for this album to live in this house." You know, like sip, sis. Sick, skip, skip, lot, sipping on a sis. You know that <laughs> band that Joy Mailer fronts, Slip Glot, sipping on some sis. Dirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sipping on some scissorp. Scissorp? We should find lean. We should get addicted to lean. <laughs> I am not interested in ingesting like cough medicine ah. as some sort of um, ingestible fun time. Shit like that always just makes me feel sick. So I don't... I've never understood the feeling sick to feel fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... So, in jail, they do that a lot. Well, those kids were doing like coracid and cold medicine and stuff. I did that once or kids. twice, and I regretted it every fucking time. I didn't want anything to do with that stuff. Yeah, like 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. And that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not worth dying to feel a little high. It wasn't a little. <laughs> there you go. So I like the style because you mentioned that you don't like a lot of piano, or at least like piano being a four-word instrument in no, music. No, I don't like certain styles of piano. Um, well, I, he plays it. I don't know if you've ever watched him play. He will stand up and play. Well, I figured. He stands up and plays and leans into it, and yeah. he'll like he'll bang real hard on it. Yeah. Uh, I figure he's a little Richard kind of type player, big and boisterous with it. Yeah, so he has like permanent damage, I oh, guess. really? Because uh, <laughs> he plays so hard, but he also, it says here, um, it says his, ah! Jeez, like he he did something with his like left hand and it made like a pop and he said that that was normal and it said his right hand isn't much better this is from a, a like magazine article in late 1984 a pumped up jock and a wrestling scholarship beat him to a pulp the night before his exams uh, for college he says that he was at the time a budding percussionist. He tried to hit back only to slam his fist into a cinder block wall. Oh, did he break it? Yes. He said crippled. He failed the exam the next day and then threw his drums in a lake. Oh, Ben Folds. You could have given those to a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. You emotional nerd. He's an asshole because he did that with his own stuff. Yeah. You Haven't you broken guitars or done anything with destructive with your own things and your argument has been, it's mine? Hey, those are mine, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to get mad at people for breaking guitars because I was like, you can give that to somebody. You don't want it anymore. But I have broken a guitar on stage on purpose. Now, I have broken guitars that I won't get rid of. We both know this. As they sit in pieces in the back. Yeah, you like uh, being connected to things. Let's move along to the next song. It's called <laughs> Fair. So this is where it goes down a little bit, but I enjoy this very much. I think my connection was probably hanging out with Bobby, I would assume. Your friend, Bobby. Yeah. So I think that that was between him and Nicholas. There was an introduction to me through them. Both of those names make complete sense along with this album. We can add Sharon onto there too. I don't know if she did, but it just seems like she fits. Um, he's got such a nerd voice. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> he's an absolute nerd. And uh, I thought I looked up what people's opinion were was on Ben Fold's singing voice. Okay, voice. And uh, 
it was kind of in line with my own. People were like, he may not hit notes every time, but you believe what he's singing. Well, there was a note that I had, and then I deleted it without saying all of it, but it mentioned regarding recording in the house and having that. Uh, he said people don't buy albums for accuracy. So it's more just uh, about yeah. the feel that you get because he said that you, you're usually you're used to playing music in your home, so whether it sounds right or not, like technically it sounds right to us. So that's why they did their, uh, they record. They're they rec- like someday maybe we'll do this in a studio. I agree. I, I always prefer feeling over. Uh, just there, something being crisp there, and clean. There is a certain threshold of. I think it depends what it is. <laughs> you know how bad it could be, but but there's some. Some of my favorite stuff is out of tune. Some of my favorite stuff, the guy couldn't sing at all. He's just going. Ah. That, that there's just like a. That's why I feel like the '90s were just like the end of the way that things were done. Not saying that people don't do that anymore, but things just be everything just went to being digital and Super being computerized, produced. and yep. there's just something very pleasant about having. That there's still bands that do it. But. That sound, because it sounds more like what we are used to, what we grew up on, and the stuff that we listened to before we, you know, like our parents listen, our parents' music and stuff. Like, it all has this, like, homely sound. It does have homely sound. It's that fucking super distorted tone. It sounds like they're saying, fa-favel, fa-favel, fa-favel. Yeah, exactly. That fucking horn sound. I don't know what they're saying at all. Um, I tried to listen to some of the lyrics and then the ones I would catch on. It just seems like he's always pining over some girl that he can't have because he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> Am I getting that right? Ben? Bennett? Hi, I'm Bennett Bartholomew Folds. Yeah, a lot of his songs are just about him being a nerd. And that's fine. Right what you know. Right what you are. I really appreciate this time in music because I really liked Weezer for a piece of time. Like, it's just, it seems real stripped down, simple. I'm not a, I'm not a big tough guy, but I want to rock out. And this is just how I do it. (laughs) And there's, there's some bands that I enjoy from the nineties that just have this vibe. And I understand that there are going to be a lot of people listening to this who are just like, this this shit sucks. And that's fine. Yeah, fuck them. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) But I, I, what I, what I like, I enjoy very much. And for me. I do mostly more so lean towards the higher energy songs on the album, and I don't love all of the slower songs, but I like this Wayne is Up by your uh, laptop. Hey, how about you don't hit uh, (laughs) stopping on the recording process, and we don't know. He's been bugging me because he's been introduced to a, uh, and I don't know if he knew this before when he was a kitten, but a laser pointer has become so much of his favorite thing that he will just stand behind where he knows it's located and just stare at me while I'm working and just be like demanding for an hour straight just staring at me. (laughs) It's creepy. It looks like one of those black clock cats on the wall. Just wide-eyed. Definitely. This song, I think, is saved by this section. Oh, this song. It really amps up the fun on this song. Yeah, even though it still has that, it's like the in-between fun, sad. I think they just, it's sad instead of being like, fuck you, sometimes. Or it's like, or there's like, it's like, fuck you. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> kind of how it feels like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Where you're like, you're trying to... You're not like, fuck you! You're like, oh, <laughs> you're, fuck, fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the vibe I get here. Um, and I am going to just let this play into the next song, which we're going to have a lot to oh, talk about on this the, next song. Let's do the bass fade into the... It'll fade into a stand-up bass. I'll just do it like six times. Very talented. I like that. It's enjoyable. He sounds like a goddamn fucking Western bar saloon thing going on right now. So yeah, I'm gonna let this play into poker in the background. The next song, which is the pro- the song that I think anyone who would know this band would know them for this song. Uh, this is Brick. This was the fourth single. I opened the door. Squeaky chair. Oh, I thought it was a squeaky was a, chair. Yeah, probably was a chair. So here's Brick. I did not know what this song was about. Do you know what this song is about? I didn't pay attention. Okay, so I've always... Not to the lyrics. For me, I thought it was a sad song about, like, a breakup. Oh, I, I kind of interpreted it as a... It's a she's, he's so obsessed with her. Okay, so that's not, that's not what it's about at all. So what I found out, and after I read this, I listened to it differently, and I will say... I cried. Okay. So when he and his first girlfriend were in high school, she got pregnant and they had to get an abortion. Okay. So while her parents were out of town and he was like working two jobs, I guess, because I read a little more about it to, to get the money to do it. And they drove to another town and they, they had an abortion. And it's, he said, I didn't really want to write... This song, from any kind of political standpoint or make a statement, I just wanted to reflect what it feels like. So anyone who's gone through that before, they'll know what this song is about. As someone who's gone through it before, I didn't pick that up. But knowing it now puts so much more like yeah. weight in it. Yeah, it makes more sense. And it made me cry. <laughs> and it, it makes me feel a little like emotional now. But I guess he said he dreaded this song coming out. Uh, he tried to talk to the manager and the label, and he tried to talk everyone out of it. But they really, they really wanted to release it. He was like, "It's not a hit. It's out of tune." Like he was just doing anything he could because for him it was kind of painful because it wasn't like written to be a hit. It's it was like just the written to like deal with it. Song ever that he ever made. Yeah. Well, I, th- I mean, I think he's changed now, but I at the point he or at the time, it was just kind of like I don't know that I want this out there because it's big and it was really emotional. And there's a part in the bridge where. He just talks about how they feel alone and having to, they both break down and they have to tell the parents because yeah. the parents are like, what's wrong? And I was just like, how did I not realize this is what the song is about? But I don't know. It made it a lot heavier for me, but I like it. I've never disliked this song, but this is a song that I would skip typically. Really? Yeah. Because it's just, meh, like it's fine, but it's just, but it also has this connection to us that I know okay. you're dying to get out. <laughs> Well, no, I've been dying to make a joke when you were going to say, like, that you were emotional and you were crying. I was going to be like, pussy. <laughs> well, there's a, a comedic connection that we have to this. Yeah. I 
Don't give me anything. I'm calling you a pussy. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you call me. Uh, well, that's just interesting because the comedic connection we have is the what is it called? The characters? The characters? Yeah. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it was just like a one-off thing that they did for comedians, and the comedians had their own episodes, and they did like their own skits and things. Yeah, and there's one by Lauren Lapkus who we both enjoy very much. So. If you saw uh, her, you'd probably recognize her face because she was on Big Bang Theory. She was on Orange is the New Black. She's run a gamut. Don't explain these to people. Just look up Laura Lapkus. (laughs) Well, you're gonna. She was at the wrong Missy. Like, oh, that's a good one. I bet people saw more of that one. She's Jurassic Park. Yeah, she. Yeah. So her face is out there. You would recognize her. But we enjoy her as a goddamn comedian. As an improv comedian, she's phenomenal. But she put out this characters thing, and there's a scene where the dude's in a strip club. And this song starts playing, and she comes out as the stripper, and one of the she's like a sad, tattered, sad, (laughs) like unemotional, non-energetic, just like lumbering. But then just starts like jackrabbit humping. Yeah, as soon as the like she's a brick and I'm drowning slowly, she like jumps on the dude and it's like gyrates while staring blankly into the fucking like ceiling, basically. And it's very funny. It's really funny. But now that I know the song is about. An abortion? An abortion? And it's like really heavy? That changes that whole fucking skit. I think it makes it even funnier. I bet she doesn't even know what the fucking song was about. I think it makes it funnier because it's such a... It's such a deep emotional song, (laughs) and that's what she uses as like a pained stripper. And it's, yeah, it's playing at a... There's many (laughs) levels of the joke. It's... It's playing at a titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Uh, I one last note that I uh, saved and wanted to mention is that in it was between, a botched abortion, and they actually had the baby. No, <laughs> is that between this song and the next song? I guess on the original pressing, they had a an argument. Okay. In who who who's they? The, the three band members. Ah, the five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it says that they, uh, it says the clip was a painfully documented real argument that kept ba- bringing up bad feelings. So they decided to get rid of it. And it's just something that people who had the first pressing of the album have. Okay. So I do not have, my version does not have that. Interesting. Uh, I bet it's on YouTube. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Is it? Is it a recording of them being like, I fucking hate you, Ben. I should have actually <laughs> saw if I could find that. But for some reason, I didn't think that uh, I just didn't think about it. So one thing I do want to say before I play this next song, it's called Song for the, the Dumped. I was in high school Nerd. with my former best friend and we were in the car hanging out like stoner kids do driving around. And the the guy that we were with is someone who is the brother of your former boss who spells his name weird that was so many levels what the brother of your former boss brother of my former uh who spells his name weird okay all right i'm there and i was he he put this album in and i said play songs for the or song for the dumped and he he acted like that was childish and then put on brick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which now in hindsight he was like loser we're gonna listen to the abortion song we're gonna listen to like the sad song but i was just like no like song for the dumped for me i've always really loved the song let's go ahead and play it uh song for the dumped love this song i love this album i will say 
from front to back? There are songs that I don't love, but I, as a whole, I well, enjoy this don't album love very this much. Album. <laughs> Is this the one where he calls the poor girl bitch, and it feels like some incel just whining? No, because this is a breakup song. He incels don't date people. That's part of a being a, an incel. Give me my money back. I will say it's Give very catchy. Give me my money back, you bitch. Calm down, Freddy Krueger. I didn't know that he had something to do with money. Huh? I didn't know that there was money involved in Freddy Krueger. Oh, Freddy Krueger's main motivation was always the cash. The child's murder and molestation was just an added bonus. <laughs> um, I do, while this song is catchy, and I can see it tearing down the house, I do get heavy, like, douchey dude vibes from the lyrics. I truly do. I'm like... It's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be real. It may not be supposed to be real, even if it's supposed to be funny. It's like... There's all sorts of stuff that doesn't hit for me. Oh, okay. This was their fifth single, though, so this was an actual single. But I don't remember anything from them other than Brick. I remember this. I don't remember where from, but probably just watching the MTZ. Before this, I did go on YouTube and look up their videos because I do like having a visual representation. Sometimes that helps. I agree. I like watching visuals. You can get a sense of who did what, too. Especially if they're showing, like, the band actually jam. That's what I like. When I don't know anything about the band, you can actually see them perform, and you're like, ooh, the guy who's jamming on that bass tone once again looks like Siskel from Siskel and Heber. Sexy. One thing that I've noticed about... I put a hole in my cup that I'm drinking from. Fancy. This right here, I like this part. Real simple, but it's very effective. That heavy, heavy, saturated fuzz tone too. So what I was saying earlier Nobody that I know, I, I know. <laughs> One thing I've noticed about the way that this, the format of this album is. It's almost literally every other song is it's fast song, slower song. Uh, it is slower, slower, but then fast, slower, fast, slow. Like they, I, it seems like it's. They realize they have to give you a jammer again to keep your interest. I think yeah, and I think it's done well because it does kind of drop down sometimes. But I enjoy the stuff like this. I've always enjoyed this song. I just think it's someone who has been walked out on by a lady, is my interpretation. He's a hurt little boy. And he's hurt, and he's just like, fuck you, then give me everything back. Give me back my black t-shirt, you fucking bitch. Yeah, but if I know any male-to-female relationship, she'll be like, I actually spent way more money on you, you fucking idiot. And he'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot about all the other things. Maybe that wasn't the dynamic in this particular relationship, Sam. That's the dynamic in every relationship. The woman takes care of the things. And that's the way the good Lord intended. Thank you, Jesus. I don't even believe. I don't even believe? 
Sam hits me. Uh, Selfless, hey! cold, and composed. Don't you tell anybody. <laughs> Here's these jazz motherfuckers. Listen to them go. It's very jazzy. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. They, only, except for Brick, all of the songs that they released as singles from this album were upbeat. Have to be. This uh. is, uh, this is just a, uh, it's, I don't know if I would call it a low point. It just doesn't hit me. There's two classifications on this album of softer songs for me. Ones that are still interesting and I don't get, like, tired listening to. And then there's ones where I'm like, come on, let's, let's move it on. Let's I feel get this, to the next yeah, one. Yeah, I understand. And this does not count as one of the ones that makes me feel like, move along, sir. Yeah, I think that this is, I think, but the front of the album is a lot easier to listen to. But, yeah, it's not bad. It's not, like... It's not alienating. It's just very simple, nice sounding. And it's the jazz that I actually enjoy. This is like a walking bass line he's got going on right now with a nice upbeat jazz tempo. I mean, the tempo is... It's not slow. But then it's like a sad boy singing, so there's still some insecurity in it. It's always a sad boy singing. (laughs) I bet bet he didn't want to do these songs anymore because he got older. (laughs) He was like, oh boy. Listen to that lyric. I'm sure he's always done stuff. That's. I, I have a feeling he hasn't strayed too far from this. What, being a little nerd, innocent, not innocent, a little nerd. Cutting his fucking... chest open and handing you his heart. <laughs> that's what it is. Here, take this. Nice. Thank you. You want to hear what my heart would sound like? Sure. Boom, 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 boom. Got a big boom, heart? Boom, boom, boom. No, it's, I just, my heart is a bass. Your heart. Electric or like maybe, acoustic? No, yours is like maybe, maybe, maybe like a, a tenor. You're, you have a tenor. Oh, I thought you meant a like heart. a bass guitar. No. <laughs> Not a classification of singing. <laughs> no, I have a Statler brother. <laughs> and that's Statler and Wolbach? No. This happened once before. It's the it's, it's like the last episode. Oh God, <laughs> we're in a repeating circle. That's what circles do. We jerk. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. Uh, I don't c- remember this little symphonic section. Little string action. I don't mind it. I think it takes. It takes a musical mind to be able to kind of like make those things for your album. And that's the production, high production shit. Do you think they even recorded that stuff in the house? Or do you think they like recorded the basic stuff and then were like, let's add some strings in here and did that in the studio? I assume that may have been outsourced. Yeah. Outsourced. It's the correct word, but it just sounds weird when it's applied to music. I mean, I don't think they were in the house and I don't think it was one of the band members doing that. So yeah, it would have been bringing someone else in. I was getting ready to say, you know who is in the house? Night crew! But I don't see the two. Windsor two was. But Windsor the third. <laughs> He's got the jazz. He's got the jazz. What is that song? What do I keep doing? It's called We Got the Jazz, and it's by A Tribe Called Quest. It's from the album that you bought me on vinyl for my birthday. Gotcha. And we reviewed on this very podcast! Yes, I will... A lowdown theory. Oh, I was going to say earlier that talking about like doing a little bit of rock and roll and it feels almost like safe rock and roll. 
I love that there's still this like need in more toned down people in like more not conservative. I don't want to say conservative because it brings on like an idea of political uh-huh. affiliation, but like calmer, like more shut, not shut in, just mellow, just mellow, nerdier people. But they still need to get a little bit of like in there. But like they can only this is like where they go to. Punk rock for sissies. <laughs> I I envy them sometimes because I'm stuck in this pit where I had to go like listen to Norwegian black metal to see if that's my thing. <laughs> Which found out it's not. I mean it's all fascinating to look at and read about. But. Nikki Norton likes it. Norwegian black metal? Mm-hmm. She's Norwegian. Well, she's Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Does she support burning down churches? Probably. I don't. You know why? I don't I don't know. I'm just going along with what you're saying. Oh. I'm yes handing you. Is she actually she, By the way, Nikki Norton is Jim Norton's wife. Yeah. People don't know. Michelle's favorite comedian. And one of my I like him very much. I wasn't gonna say my favorite, but I've always liked Jim Norton. But He's married Did to a she trans truly woman. Act, or was that fucking with me? She no. She recently had a story, and she puts all kinds of different music in her stories. And there was, do you she know had what Norwegian it was? Black metal. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it's still up. But I'll oh look during the break. God. It's probably expired. I hope it's fucking. Uh, oh, I can't remember the band that I actually do like in black metal. Fuck. It's not Mayhem. Anyway, carry on. Move along, sir. <laughs> I feel like you're a. Uh, <laughs> What the Trying to push this. Uh, I will say, while this song at first didn't uh, drive me crazy, I do remember thinking, a little too long. It is. It's over six minutes. Yeah, we can knock that down about four and a half. I think when we're sitting here in a more analytical way and we're kind of just like waiting for it to go by, it's it feels longer than listening to it while you're in the middle of something. I think this is... I think I remember thinking that, though. You can knock this down. I The older I get, the more I do not need six-minute songs. Like, there's a time in my life where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm super progressive metal guy and blah, 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 12-minute-long songs, blah, but I'm good with about a three-and-a-half-minute yeah, song. Let's get it going. You're either just doing the same thing over and over again. Or you've played another song. Or you, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you just jammed it into this other song. Or you just can't, like, decide on what you want, so you just have this one song that's just seven different songs, pieces of seven different songs put together. Then oh. you think that makes you like cool and experimental. <laughs> <laughs> when it actually makes you dumb, you could have made seven different songs. So where are we now in the dog police notes since those are still uh, here? Let's see. Right now we're sitting here that the show's theme lyrics were actually, they're writing every wrong, helping wherever you go. <laughs> We're going to listen to one more song. And I was going to put a, break. a disclaimer, by the way, on the dog police video. So you probably already heard this, but I'm going to say this in detail again. We didn't know that YouTube video existed that was out explaining uh, the history of dog police. That's right. There was a video that showed up the day after we recorded on I'm both of our... I'm not putting a disclaimer anymore on the dog police episode because we're getting into it right now. On, okay. Well, yeah, on both of our YouTubes, the same morning... It popped up that there was this actual like little documentary that someone did, and it's like, oh, we could have used this fucking information yeah, that we couldn't I, find. I searched YouTube multiple, multiple, multiple times for dog police stuff, and it just never fucking showed up. And then literally the day after we record, 
I just pull up my YouTube, and the very first fucking video at the top is this, like... Same. History of the dog police. Same. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, you son of a bitch. Could have used this. Uh, this is the second single. I'm going to play this, and then we're going to take a little break ski afterwards. Cool. It's uh, about that time. It sure is. Here is a song I've always loved, Kate. You've always loved this song? I've always really enjoyed it. And we both used to work with someone named Kate at the same restaurant that we didn't work at at the same time. Does it remind you of her? Yeah, and I said that to her. And the one, there's a line that she clung to and she was just like, oh, but I don't do this. And it's like, that's not the point of me saying that. God damn it. (laughs) I think of Kate Upton. The big titted... Actress or model or whatever. I don't know who that is. That's just a name that came out. Of me. There is something that I'm gonna go to break with. That I, I thought she was the girl who married the prince. What? Who married <laughs> Prince Charles or whatever? Prince Charles, the redheaded one. Fergie? No. What? Fergie? Oh, Fergie married Prince Andrew. Wait. Huh? Not that Fergie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't just say Fergie and not expect me to That was it. the line that she didn't like, is every day she wears the same thing. She's like, I don't wear the same thing every day. And I wanted to be oh, like, come well, on. Uh-huh. And I was, I wanted to be like, well, I mean, you wear like the same work, work uniform <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, okay. I think the harmonies are fantastic. And I always enjoy harmonies. And, uh, and after nice. see me, seeing them do it live, it's just as on par. And I, I appreciate Wait, did you watch harmonies. a live video? Is that what you mean? Yeah, what, you when I watched live. the little thing, okay. I've not seen them live. When I, I watched the little thing, it had like little pieces. Okay. It's called a video portrait. I need to find this video that he was uh, he was a part of. And there is this lady, Ben Folds, I'm sorry. Um, And they they did a version of this. And there was this lady singing. I know I saved this, but I'm... It's like I'm stupid. Yeah, you're a fucking moron. When it comes to this. Okay, I found it. And there's this lady named Maya Sykes who is singing. And it's fantastic. I enjoyed it very much. And when was that? When is this video? You know a year? Doesn't look like it. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Do you know where it was at all in the song? You can just start playing it again. Yeah, it's still there. But it's not gonna are you just gonna replay it or something? Just go back a few seconds. <laughs> So it came out four years ago. Oh, okay. What's this song called again? Kate. Kate. That's right. I've always enjoyed it. It's yeah. very upbeat, nice, and bright. Meh. It's fine. It's. I definitely appreciate all the energetic, energetic songs more, but this one's more just a little bit too generally happy that it doesn't really... I don't hate it. I'm not hating on it. 
just doesn't stick out for me as much. You don't like Happy very much? I love that fucking bass tone, though. I'm telling you, anytime that bass tone kicks in on this album, I locked on. Like, it sounds big. And I think it was a great fucking choice for this album, too. It's like, it makes it that uh, aggressive punk rock sound that they're trying to go for. And to mix that with a piano, I would have never, ever would have thought of that. Because that's like a pretty big fuzz tone bass. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it, like I said, the entire time. <laughs> it's fuzzy. So we're going to go out on this Ben Folds, Maya Sykes, funk cover of oh, Kate. So it's a studio version. No, it's a live. This is live? Wow, sounds so clean. And that's Bennett Folds on the piano there. Yes. She plays what? She's phenomenal. Yeah, she does have a really, really good voice. I like her hair too. She's got real big frizzy hair, like sideshow Bob hair. <laughs> I'm looking at the whole band too. Yeah, it's an. They got two keyboard nice. players. One of them's Bennett Folds, nice little drummer. Where they got a bass player instead of a guitar guy? Yep. Sounds real smooth. Ooh, did you hear that fucking bass or that kick drum? You probably listen to the vocals more than the whole time. Uh huh. But it all sounds so good. It's like butter. It is. It's very smooth sounding. Looks like it's a studio session, though. So it is in a studio. What's this woman's name again? Maya Sykes. Do we has she done? Do we know I'm, anything else? I'm not sure, but we're she gonna get a break. Wanda? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but we're gonna take a break and we'll be back. She's got kind of the same hair. Sam. What? Is it because they have the same skin tone? I'm sure it has something to do with it, <laughs> but that's we'll not be, why I said it. We'll be back. <laughs> Fucking drummer. I'm just Michelle, yes I'm big fat Michelle And the preachers say I'm going to hell Well they say obese ladies who are blasphemy babies Must stay on the outside of those big pearly gaities So I know I'll be in hell someday There's no way I will pray That's okay, what a thrill I am still just Michelle Gee Michelle, you really sound like you need Jesus Well I got this far When I started, I was all about the lard. I was easily fooled. You could tell me anything and I would believe you. So they scared me with hell tales and I was on board. Sounds dumb! I couldn't hang. The more I dug to learn, the less I was digging it. I was agnostic and I'll remain an atheist until I die from overconsumption. 
I'm just Michelle. Yes, I'm big fat Michelle. And I'm happy to be sitting in hell. Well, now I've got all these new friends and I've learned some new things. Like how to eat pork ribs sandwiched in between cake. Although you may see this as a flaw, I'll never pray that they will. But today I'm still just Michelle. Song. This was his big hit, Rockin' the Suburbs, from his first solo album. I would have just thought this was Red Folds 5. Do you know when this came out? 2001. Okay. So I own that album, the album that we're reviewing, and I do own this album because I enjoyed this very much. I'm rocking the suburbs. Rockin' the suburbs. <laughs> this definitely feels more uh, pop oriented. Cool. We don't have to listen to it anymore. We don't have to listen to any more Ben Fold at all. We can just stop recording, just quit. And go away and set the house on fire with the animals inside. Eh? You've gone too far. I could go way further. I didn't I didn't fuck one of those animals in that little made up scenario. Plenty of room to go. It's a good time to get back into this album. Welcome to Couple <laughs> of Critics Podcast. And uh, let's just keep rolling into this uh, Ben Folds 5 whatever and ever amen song smoke. Don't remember what this song is at all. No, but it's in reference to you burning the house down with the uh, oh, animals hey, inside. Look at me. This is like I did a that on purpose. Oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah. This is the this is one of the first ones that really was like snooze town for Sambo. I agree. I don't love this song. I don't hate it, but it's a background song. It's just not necessary, but. Luckily, I don't have to listen to songs that I don't really want to listen to because I don't have to move a needle on a record. So this is a song that I wouldn't. Skip a I would not listen to this. Not that I hate it, but it's only something that I listen to multiple times because of reviewing podcast rules. It's one of those songs that I think just because I can tell that they're music nerds, it still gets like some artistic cred from me, but it just it just seems kind of lazy or boring or not maybe not lazy but boring. Not for me. It like, also has this like sea captain vibe that I'm not it, into. It definitely does have a sea captain thing going on, <laughs> like a squeeze box, not an accordion. It seems like a squeeze box sea shanty thing going on, like a pair of tits, huh? Squeeze box? We call titties squeeze boxes? I mean, aren't they technically? I call titties jumbelos. Justin, Justin Timberlows. That's too far also. <laughs> hey, you didn't tell the good people you got some tickets. I did. I thought they were going to be a little more expensive than they were, so that was nice. But holy shit, are 
ticket prices outrageous these days. Yep. If you want to see a commercial artist, yep. it's painful. You, so, you thought you were looking at over $200 originally. Yes, but it was a little under 150 a person. Still hurts. My best friend Sharon's going with me. We're going to Kentucky. It's going to be a nice little trip. Here's the good thing about that. Now, if I spent $110 on a concert I would go to, that's going to be fucking iffy. Is Pantera ever going to be worth $110 a ticket? It's pretty much just going to be some lights and them just playing their instruments. Now, that's going to be a Justin Timberlake show as well, but it's also going to be added theatrics. Like... I guarantee you there's going to be a fucking moving stage situation going on. How many fucking backup dancers are there? What kind of screen situation is this going to be? It's going to be like an interactive thing. It's going to be a big show. Exactly. But so at least you know you're spending big money, but you know it's going to be a good show. You're not. It's not up in the air. I'm even though I like it's. It's not cool to like Justin Timberlake. I don't know if it was ever cool to like Justin Timberlake. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's really looked down on in the world of the internet ruling everything these days be because people here. run with it. Fuck Britney Spears. I don't give a fuck what that bitch says. I, I mean, should we be valuing the opinion of someone who hasn't had custody of her kids in a long time and who her kids want nothing to do with her over someone who, like, clearly has their shit together and is like married and has a family and is still making music and working and not being an insane person twirling around with knives on social media and prancing around naked. I mean, there's a difference. Well, first so of all, prancing around naked and twirling knives does not mean you're a bad person. I know, but... Now, not having access to your children might be a red flag. I'm specifically referring to stability. Why are we trusting the unstable person over the stable person? Unstable people are fun, too. Wait, why am I on the other side of this thing all of a sudden? I don't know. I just I just understand that it's like, ew, you like him. Yeah, fuck you. I don't give a shit. This is the first time in my life that I have loved an artist that it, it is like looked down upon by the general public these days for some reason to like. I think it's cool that you have still an artist that's big enough to tour that you're like into. Well, I feel... Most of your interests, these people don't come around still spending about $150 for a ticket for the worst section possible is really disheartening so I feel like this is also because I had like a moral quandary when I found out how much the tickets were going to be because I'm so unfamiliar that I was just like I don't know that I can like support it because it's insane but I just decided that this is probably just going to be my goodbye to seeing shows big shows like this because it's the prices are only going to continue to rise. I assume unless something huge happens where they're like look motherfuckers all these fees and shit do not need to happen. Shit's getting exorbitant. It, we can't keep up with it. It was just a really hard pill to swallow that I was spending so much money for the worst when I was like I'm willing to like pay a little more for maybe like the second worst section right? because I'm an adult and yeah. you know Nope, you'd have to take out a loan for that. Yeah, I don't have $500 <laughs> or so a ticket. It's unreal. And that's just for the second worst section. That's yeah, crazy. It's and it's, it's crazy, too, because then I looked up what the Pantera show at the exact same place was. And I think your ticket was three times as much as the Pantera ticket was <laughs> for like a really good section. <laughs> well, I don't plan on doing this again. I'll just continue to enjoy him. Well, hopefully from the outside. shows in the future that you'll still want to go see. 
We'll see. You know, there's been like it's there's just, one artist. The money is unreasonable. My my wages haven't risen. <laughs> Not that much. No, <laughs> like that. Jeez. Uh, the one artist that I've been waiting to tour that we both like seeing I said a lot. Rised instead of risen. I'm stupid. It's fine. It's fine. Michelle. What artist? That we both enjoy seeing and it hasn't been on tour in a long time. Fucking Dweezil. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hope that'll come around because I know that won't be that crazy of a ticket price. It'll still probably be like 35, 40 bucks. <laughs> That's not crazy. But That's how much it cost to see NSYNC 20 years ago. I mean, when I first saw Guar, it was $15 at Bogart's. Ooh. 15 goddamn dollars. And then I remember when it went to 20 and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and now I think it's like 35 with fees. So it ends up being like, 45 bucks in the long run, but... Because they need fees to just process the order and do nothing. I don't get... This is the... I mean, this is a thing everyone talks about, and it's sort of hacky, but it it's doesn't... It's hacky. It's a real problem. It doesn't fucking make sense. That you are sometimes paying so much money in fees is unreasonable. There's nothing that they are doing to what facilitate... They do? They're not printing me anything. No. They're, they're, they're simply just putting a spot... It, like typing into an Excel is basically what they're doing. And they well, think that they, they should gotta, get like 30 bucks for that. They got to pay least. for like, you know, data like organization and like making sure they're like scanning things work and all the barcodes are there. But dude, it's pretty fucking exorbitant. And then you go there and then if you want to have a beverage or something, you have okay, to well, literally cut your fucking hand off. Well, that's the venue. Then as I say, then we can get the venue issues where they're charging so much for concessions. And then on top of that, charging artists a percentage fee off their merchandise? That's fucking crazy. Go fuck yourself. And I understand that everyone needs to eat and they need to keep the lights on. But it, it there's the distribution of uh, wealth of wealth and things in this country is it's insane. And, very and, skewed. and people seem upset with it until they get money. And then they're like, uh, hey, hey, fuck you. But I made this money. It's mine now. Just but look at the blood on your hands. It's fine. But the fact that we're supposed to have a trillionaire sometime soon, or we're supposed to have the world's first trillionaire, does not need to exist. It's so absolutely unnecessary and just disgusting. I, I find that person who's a trillionaire is literally responsible for poverty. <laughs> it feels like you could make some real changes and you're like, no, it's all mine. I earned it. No one has done anything on this earth that that they can say is that I've earned a trillion dollars. Fuck you. I think there should be a point where you go, I've made all the money. I'm fine. And then we all understand you've made it to the top. Whenever you come in here, you just get something. It's fine. You don't even need to have all that physical money so we can actually have some of it. Well, and part of having that money is that you're never going to have to deal with a commoner like me. But you don't need that much money to stay away from me. You think you're a commoner? You're poor. Yeah, I'm a dirt person. I'm a fucking street rat. <laughs> hanging out with my rat friends in the fucking alley. Hanging out in sewers. Eating pizza. Oh, you're Hanging a, out with some turtles. <laughs> I may or may not be Splinter. Let's move along to the next song, Cigarette. This uh, is a short one. There's a rock that you said that. <laughs> This is just a minute and a half song. It's a little droney, drudgy thing that he put in for. I don't. What does drudge even mean? Drudge? I don't know. I've never heard drudge. Mm. I don't think. I've heard sludge. Wait, drudgery? I've heard that. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> what about drudge dread? Drudge report. I knew it was a thing. 
Because, well, that's a guy's name. Maybe that's what it is. It's Matt Drudge. Is there... I'm Matt Drudge. This guy, I think this guy. Drudgery? Drudgery. Drudge definition. A person made to do hard, menial, or dull work. Yeah. Ah, the drudgery of this. So dull. Yeah, like this song. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I just think it was used appropriately, is what I mean. Not bad, just don't care. It's just not my bag. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can play the piano real well, dude, but... This is this is me. when Weezer does this shit, too. I'm not into it. Me, too. But I would personally skip from Kate onto the next song. So the last song in this one, uh, it kind of sucks to come back with two duds. Two duds. But that's just... You gotta split things in half. You gotta, you know, follow the lines of the the Lord. <laughs> The Lord sets lines up, and if you don't walk those straight lines, then the God police comes in. God police! Where are they coming from? God police! Nobody, Nobody knows, knows who they are! are. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. <laughs> I'm trying to say amen, but it came out weird. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I'm oh, very so glad stupid. that that song is short. Yeah. Good job, so Benny. Let's move along to the next song. I enjoy this, and I remember this being a song that uh, Bobby always enjoyed, so it makes me think of him, which is probably why I texted him the other day, because this it album reminds is. me of him. It probably uh, is. Steven's Last Night in Town. <laughs> this one's real swingy. It's got that real, like, uh, what's the... what's it? Jazz. No, uh, prohibition vibe to it. Speakeasy's going on. Except they're a little too loud for a speakeasy. It's like a stand-up piano. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Is that sometimes operates on one of those roll things that you just crank up. Oh. <laughs> that sometimes in westerns you see them shoot the piano, and for some reason the paper just flies out of the piano. Um, this song is... Uh, much needed after that fucking last song and the drudgery of the <laughs> one before it. I use the word. The drudge dread. Yeah, I said that already. Drudge dread. It's hard to say. Yes. I'm just trying thought, to say it. I thought you were, thought you were oh, did, making up something new. Oh, did you think that I was over here patting myself on the back? Yeah, for that I one? did. No, it's just, I was like, no, you need to pat my back from early. The only thing I'm patting myself on the back for is being able to say, Drudge Dread, because I have to pace myself and say it slowly. Drudge Dread drew a picture of Drew. You don't usually hear this word in songs. Cellulite. <laughs> Must come back again. Last um, week it was funny, but now the joke's wearing thin. This song gives me a real big, like, ska... Aquabats vibes. It's not a ska song, but it's that same fun that nerds have, like in ska, where it's like we're adjacent to punk. It's that same world, and it might be just because I can see the same people listening to this that listen to ska that we went to school with. Yeah, that makes and sense. That are our friends. <laughs> I bet both some of the people listen to the same. I bet those Aquabat fans were probably also listening to Ben Folds, but maybe not. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I do enjoy these touches of true jazz where you get these nice, fast-walking bass lines. And a drummer who doesn't get... Maybe gets talked about in the drumming world. I don't really keep up with players anymore. Or at that... I don't 
and I don't know his name, yeah. so I can't really be like, maybe if he said it, I'd be like, oh! <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So, it's really good. He's got real nice timing. Real I should nice say, since timing. we haven't even discussed that, we've only talked about Ben Folds. Uh, bass guitar and backing vocals is Robert Sledge. Okay. He, Sledge? Of the Sledge Sisters, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, his fucking bass comes in like a sledgehammer sometimes. And then Darren Jesse is the drummer. Darren Jesse? Yeah, also backing vocals because they all sound fantastic together. And the fourth and the fifth guy's name? It says that he... So if we're talking specifically about Robert Sledge, it says that after Ben Folds broke up, well, Ben Folds 5, he performed for one summer with the short-lived rock group Brother Seeker, a band composed of him and former Squirrel Nut Zippers members. Interesting. What was it called? Brother's Keeper? I forgot. Well, the next song is playing because apparently this phone... I have a screen protector on it, and I didn't have a screen protector on the last one, so I feel like things are all... It's either, like, too hard to do things or too easy to do things. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Sensitivity's off, huh? This thing has a mind of its own, apparently. But this is Battle of Who Could Care Less. This was also a single. I think this is the last of the five singles. Um, Brother Seeker. Okay. I already forgot about that. I already lost interest in these things. (laughs) This is a uh, a fun song. I think it's while it's slower, it's still got like a fun vibe going on to it. I also I love this song. This is always a song I've enjoyed very much. He loves that fucking bass tone, and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Robert here. I just appreciate the harmonies. Uh, Robert Sledge. Those harmonies, excuse me. Ah! Those harmonies remind me of Weird Al harmonies. And don't Weird Al and Ben Folds have a relationship? I assume they would. Can you like direct a video of Ben Folds or something like that? Let me see the correlation between the two. I swear there's something going on there, but Weird Al, sorry. The main man himself. He's got those same, that same range. Just, it's about to happen again right there, right? That bass works very well right there. Oh, I can pop music when the bass is like one of the main things you hear. Okay. And they're not afraid to boost it up. Did you find the correlation between Bennett Folds and... It says, I'm still trying to figure it out. It looks like there, he may have worked on his second album. Second solo album. Okay. He directed Rock in the Suburbs. Hey. The music video for that. Look at me knowing something a little bit. He contributes backing vocals to a song called Time, I guess, that's on the second album. So, So here, whatever and ever. Amen is what the song, the album is called. I wonder if this is a take on Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. Oh. Oh. Forever and ever. You're all dressed up like the king. 
Is that right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that's... Who were, who were the country artists I listened to tonight? That I brought up tonight? You. Melissa Montgomery. What was her name? Martina McBride. Martina McBride. Uh, George Strait. George Strait and his gorgeous jawline. Clint Black, even though he it was wrong. Yeah, yeah, Clint Black can go fuck himself. <laughs> and there's another one. Who did a... Uh, Oh, wait. I can't think of what the song was. The only country song that popped in my head just now, which is not the one I'm seeking for, but it was this. Honky tonk, but donk donk. <laughs> it's This is the song that you brought up to me, and it's George Strait. We'll take a little break from the Ben Folds 5 album. Is this the leather bag one? <laughs> sure is. <laughs> the leather is this the leather bag one? <laughs> There's no. Maybe all I got oh, is this beat up leather bag. You want to tell people why I was at the dentist and had CMT music on, <laughs> and you got to watch a bunch of old like '90s. Yeah, but it started country. off with Don't something. We were eating dinner tonight, and the song played, and I was like, "Oh, this is one of the songs that played at the dentist," and it wasn't this. But anyway. This guy's got a gorgeous fucking chin. <laughs> I have never heard that in my life. Who says that George Strait has a nice chin? He has a nice chin? He's still alive. I'm a man who doesn't have a chin, so when I see a nice chin... West Virginia down to Tennessee. This song fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what else sucks? <laughs> okay, the song doesn't suck. I should, I should reword things. Yes. The song is written because they know that formula works. They already know this chord progression works. Do you think you're being nicer now? So, yes, because I'm spinning it like this. So, it's actually a well-written song because they knew what they were doing. But, boy, do I never <laughs> really want to hear it ever again, except now it's our it's our song. Aw, it's not actually. <laughs> Fool around and fell in love is our song, remember? Fool around and fell in love. We have two more songs. Uh, I'm fine not listening to them, but the we have to. We came into my room and then we cuddled, and then before we knew her, we were having sex. <laughs> I initiated everything. I initiated the first kiss. And I she initi- still has to. <laughs> um, let's listen to the next song. It's live at Sony Music Studios, New York, New York, June 1997, Missing the War. This song has been this is this is an earworm for me, even though it's a slower song. But I think it's also because it's near the end of the album, so that makes it also kind of stick in my head. Um, I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't really need to hear it. You know, some t- songs that you can just kind of be like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't need to like yeah, listen absolutely. to it. And that's how I feel about this song. It's not bad, but it's just not. I'm not interested. It's too droney. I have no connection I, to it. I think with this one, I remember thinking there's like certain melody lines that are interesting, but as a whole, it's just never gonna, it's just never gonna grab me. Just like in, like musicals themselves, this will be the song that I, just like okay, can we get back to the fun songs? Is this the Mary Magdalene song? In, yeah, of Jesus Christ Superstar. This is, this is okay. I'm not. I shouldn't really give this to this, but an example is. This is that fucking song the mom sings in Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone skips that one. <laughs> I agree. That's... But actually, this song is not Cheer because up, there's Johnny. songs later that I 
much rather not listen to. This one's better than songs later. It's not a bad song. It's just too. There's nothing really. There's not enough. And you know what? Happening. You know what? Suffers on songs that get droney. They always suffer in the back end of an album because you've already listened to a whole album. So when songs are droney or too long or not your style or too slow for me, it almost makes them slower or even dronier because I'm like, I'm exhausted by that. We need to fucking amp this up. Let's go, 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 go. It's just also different when you are, I think it's easier to kind of scrutinize more when you're putting something under a microscope versus just listening to it or hearing it out in the world. over you. And we're also the entire time comparing it to the songs that we think are better. So True. it just keeps like moving down more and more. Where, which I think if, we, if it was just listened to for what it is, it might not be seen as less than, I guess, because it's not being compared to anything, even yeah. though we're always going to compare in our heads to something we know. But what? I just don't think that this is a bad song. I know for a fact that if this just naturally came on the radio, it will also naturally quickly be changed <laughs> by me. Yeah, I'm just... It's just also not... Whereas, whereas one of the other songs, I might be like, oh, that's a little groove. Hey, could keep it on. This got some real nerd to it. He's got this impeccable way of conveying the shy little nerd boy in his voice. Oh, you're already fading it out. <laughs> We're fading out just a little early. We get the point. It's just another minute of that. It's not really necessary. Um, again, it's it's okay, but nah. We're also near the end of the album. I would have stopped after the last or this oh, okay. battle of who could care less. Because again, I'm more attracted to the higher songs. But I like the mo. I like the songs that I like so much that I say that I love this album. That makes sense. I've got albums like that. But it doesn't mean that I love every song on the album. I just appreciate it and would put it on, but I wouldn't listen to every song. But I would love, I still love that I have this collection of songs that I think are good. I thought of this while you were saying that. This album in its whole needed to happen to get the songs that you really fucking like. Yes. So therefore the rest of the album is valid because it had to happen for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have to appease me with everything they do. Yeah, That's right. part of being an artist. You're also just doing, you're just checking things out. You're trying things. You're like, yep. this felt good at this time. I assume that you're, he, they're not as connected to all of these songs e- equally either. Yeah, probably not. And I also think when you get to play the song, you're going to be way more connected to it. Like you were talking like it's the way they feel in the moment. There's been songs that you've had me learn on guitar that I would have never, ever had anything to do with. And then by the time I've played it like the fifth time, I'm like, okay, I actually really like playing this song now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that can happen too with some of these softer songs. It might be more fun to play. Like, a rockin' song is always fun to play, but a softer song might be like, yeah, but there's this really cool fucking line, and like I make this weird rhythm with my left hand. Nobody ever talks about it, but when I play the song, that's the fucking thing I think about. I don't know that that happens in that song. That song's it, pretty simple. It might not, but it could. But we have one more song. Uh, oh, really? That it, went fast. Nice. Yeah, this is evaporated. I have to turn it back up for this. 
Apparently, gotta keep them evaporated. <laughs> apparently, there was a hidden track at one point after. I, did my voice just squeak, or was that just in my head? I don't know, but I can't wait to listen and find out. I don't know if it actually happened, but to me, it squeaked. Marker, look for a squeak. But sometimes I think that there are things happening in my head that aren't happening on the outside. I think a lot of crazy people feel that way. Oh, like earlier when that person started talking in the next room, I didn't hear any of that. That was in your head. All right, so there was apparently a hidden track after this that I'm unfamiliar with, um, but I didn't care to look it up because... Good. Oh, I mean, darn. I also don't care about this song. When I saw that the one was called Live at Sony Studio, the one before this, what was the song called? Missing the War. Missing the War. I thought, are these bonus tracks? But no, right? No. This is the actual end of the album. Do you like this song? No, not at all, actually. Me either. And I get... It almost seems like it's on the verge of being like a a contemporary Christian song. Oh my God, yeah, If you just move a couple words around... Oh my God. <laughs> what? I think there's a higher trend in bands that finish their album weak than finish it strong. I agree. I, I it's really not easy to do. It isn't, but it seems like sometimes they don't even try. <laughs> or they're like so into their like artistry at the moment that they think like this is the real end. Soft from my heart, but it's like but at a concert, don't you want the last song to be like, you fucking danced your ass off? That's the way an album should fucking end, too. If you have songs that already made you do that. You know what I mean? Now, if you're always a soft thing like this, that's what it's going to be. But if you had songs where you're like, give me my money back, you bitch, and this is how you end the album, mm-hmm. it's wrong. It's a wrong decision in my world. No, we've talked about this so many times, and I believe... That you should leave, you should end an album making people want more. And I don't think that this makes me thirsty. This makes me feel like I've had my fill. This makes me turn it off. I'm full. I'm like, album's done. Because you feel full. <laughs> yeah. This is too much. Like, you feel my cup runneth over. <laughs> it does. This song is also being ended early, and I apologize if that offends anyone that I'm not finishing these songs, but I'm truly not taking anything out that we haven't already heard in the the song. And you can listen to this album on your own. And I have a feeling that no one's going to be like, I didn't like any of those other songs, but you faded out my two favorite songs. (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the case. And I, once again, don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in control, motherfucks. Yeah, bitch. And uh, I don't think that I've necessarily handled this uh, episode very well, but we are finished listening to the album. We are at the point of the podcast where it's time to go over just a few of those questions. Sam, you ready? Whoa! She's got some questions, and I would answer them. Maybe she's got some questions, and she will answer them. For those that don't know, Michelle was smacking her face the entire time, and now she's going to tell the cops it was me. 
I don't want to talk to the cops. Duh. Fuck the police. <laughs> Coming straight from the underground. A young man. A young fella got a bat because he's brown. <laughs> uh, this also is uh, Black History Month, so word ups, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I did the hair thing earlier. This is not going good. Yeah, you had the kid and play hair. It's a good I, time. What? Kid and play hair? It sounds like a, like a playset you would get your kid back in the nineties. Pack and play, kid and play hair. Let's move on. Why did nobody I, wants to? Why did I choose this? I do think that it is kind of more difficult as time goes on to come up with something that is actually genuine to things that we've listened to, not just things that we're kind of exploring. Yep. Or in my case, a lot of times I've just listened to songs and on albums, so. The songs that I like are not new, but the album is. Yep. Uh, but this is an album that I do actually have a relationship with. It's just sometimes I know that there are songs on here that are duds, so I don't necessarily feel like the whole thing is strong enough to always give you, but I guess that's also just part of it, yeah, is, it is looking at the album for what it is. Yep. Uh, so it's not necessarily a reflection of me, the worst songs, because I don't like them either. And maybe sometimes you'll get lucky and you'll see a song in a different light this time. You know, like when's the last, when did you actually listen to this last until you did this? It's been a long time. So maybe things changed a little bit. So I forgot Sounds how like much. they didn't, but maybe they would have. I forgot how much I loved some of these songs. So it was oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. So it kind of like revived a love. It was nice to kind of jump back into it like that. What do I think that you thought before I gave this to you though? Oh. I honestly think that you were just kind of like. Okay, it's time for some nerd shit. Like, I didn't think that you had any real opinion whether you felt it was going to be good or bad. Like, just, we'll see it for what it is, is kind of my guess that you were just taking it at face value. Okay. Might to tell you? Yeah, if you would like to tell me what you thought before you actually listen to it. Um, I obviously knew some bedfolds already. Uh, bedfolds 5, sorry. But I didn't know it was one of those instances where I was like, is this going to be more of a soft thing or is it going to be like fun, intelligent, nerd sounding stuff the whole time? Is it going to be smarter than I think it is already? Like snooty? Almost. Not snooty, no. Or pretentious? Ben, ben folds in this. No, I don't ever get a pretentiousness off this. It gives me a... Uh, well, I meant like a prejudice of thinking like, will this be kind of pretentious like nerd... Uh, no college no music. i i meant i'm taking it as a musician like are some of the songs that weren't on the radio are they going to be like more technically proficient and that'll be a window in for me to enjoy it more because you know like i say it all the time there's pop music that i think has artistic merit mm-hmm. and then there's pop music that i think is just they took it out of a fucking like out of a box and they're like hey it's your turn now here's the formula go yeah i've always had the vibe off of ben folds usually when you're a nerd and usually when you like have glasses and you don't like rely on chicks shaking their ass to be entertaining on stage yeah i usually give you the credit that you probably have an artistic merit not to say that dancing isn't artistic i'm just saying like usually usually nerdy super music guys don't even want that on the stage you know what i mean yeah Makes but sense. then there's like people who break through like 
I'm going to bring up your boy, Justin Timberlake. His band is fucking amazingly efficient. He always has good bands. And he's got dancers on stage, but I don't consider them shaking their shit. No. I consider that just a performance of dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like... It's not provocative or anything ever. Like, Nicki Minaj is entertaining, but I feel no... Ar- nah, that's wrong. I was getting ready to say I don't feel any artistic merit, but I think visually she's got artistic merit. Yeah, and she's a fast rapper. Yeah. But I just- so I take that back. I'm just going to stop being a fuddy-duddy old man. Everybody have fun. <laughs> All right. And uh, so do you know how many times you listened to this? I did three times. I made my minimum. I forgot I was even supposed to be listening to it. I can't remember what day you asked me if I listened to it. And it was like, I literally listened to it like either that day or the night before. I can't remember what it was. And I, I could say, yes, I have. <laughs> but it's only once at that moment. I probably got five full listens in and then there were multiple times where it was selective so i i kind of went in a little more than sometimes but i good have fun oh my god (laughs) (laughs) least favorite song i'm gonna go first because we were just listening to the song for me it's evaporated because i don't think that this song the whole time I've listened to it, even though I didn't like, I didn't love missing the war. I still think that there was still like a hook that I could get stuck in my head. This is just like emotion spilling over for me, and the song just nothing for me to cling on to. So I'm gonna glom onto that one because of two reasons. One, you can hear it, and two, yes. Um, well, at that point, I guess you couldn't hear it. Now you can. Uh, two, the syndrome we discussed. It's at the end of the fucking album. It pisses me off that this is the end of the album. I'm. I'm it makes me I'm, irate. I'm, you know, I'm snoozed out by now, and then it just add to add the snooziest song of the whole record uh-huh. at the end. No, sir. Incorrect. You're just begging for people to bow out early. It might be a fun exercise on some albums to rearrange. You'd be like. I actually made this album better by rearranging merely the track list. Oh, I thought you meant adding the song rearranged by Limp Biscuit into all of what, these songs. What's that? And putting them at the end. What's the Limp Biscuit song rearranged? You don't know that song? No. Should I? I feel like you should. I mean, should anybody? <laughs> Take that, Travis. He's probably not still listening to this. Fuck yeah, he is. He's our biggest fan. He messages me all the time and says, Sam. When are you going to come back, sir? And I say, shut up, you beautiful man. I believe Rearranged was, it was a single. So far, I don't know it. That oh, album. wait. Yeah, I would because album. I had this album. This is the last Lip Biscuit album I bought. This is a significant other, right? Yeah, if Travis is still listening, he's probably loving it right now. But he I think it would be listening. I think it would be funny if he bowed out early on this episode and then this is happening and he has no idea. <laughs> well, now I hope that did happen. <laughs> I remember this song, but what's the chorus? There's a chorus that's gonna come over. Yeah, no, eventually it will. So if you just add this on the end to a bunch of albums. It would make it better. I would, yes. I would rather have this at the end of this Ben Folds album. For fucking sure. Even if it's Ben Folds' version of it. <laughs> as long as he didn't make a drone, he like evaporated. 
I'm waiting for it to happen. I haven't heard this in years. That's right. There's not a whole lot of a chorus happening. Yeah, I remember this Maybe song. that's why it didn't I like stick. the bass line. Think about Good it. Good job, Sam Rivers. Oh, that's right. I know the bass player's name. Why are you screaming at me? Because I'm trying to be animated for the podcast. That's fair. Do you know what your most favorite song is? If okay. not, I can go. Okay, just go. You seem to be ready. Well, for me, it's Battle of Who Could Care Less. For me, there are a lot of songs. There are multiple songs that I could probably pick and feel about the same about because I put the songs that I like pretty much on the same tier. Um... But this one I've just always enjoyed. I don't know. I think part of it is I, I do enjoy the harmonies that take place at times. I just, I think it's kind of, I don't it's know. Fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, song. but it's not like super upbeat either. It's no. it's kind of like more of a cross between their upbeat stuff and their droney stuff, but it leans more towards the upbeat or like high energy, I should say, not upbeat, high energy. Uh, anything for you? My answer with 2.1 million plays on YouTube music is track number one. One Angry Dwarf and 200 Solemn Faces. You got it. I think this, this is the sound that I wish they leaned into more. I agree. Um, I think it's got like a nice upbeat vibe to it but it sounds oh god there's that bass and it's the first introduction of that bass tone and I think it sounds the best on this album too it's like they almost did the most production on this song but listen to him, he's so fucking good on that bass but I think it it gives a real good vibe of especially after you told me the house thing mm-hmm. I can feel it almost feels like a house party like I could see a music video of this is just a house party and the camera just goes. Following someone walking through. Yeah, or doesn't That's stay so on. 90s. Or stay on. Yes, it's completely <laughs> fucking 90s. Or it might not even stick on one person. It just goes room to room. Yeah. And it, may do, it might do like a couple circles around the same house. You mm-hmm. see like. People like making a, out in this room. Yeah, or like at the beginning, people are like a little bit more calm. And by the time the second round is like people are starting to get loose. And their ties are out. And then by the third, they're like shirts are off. And they're like dancing. I just made a fucking video idea. That is mine. Nobody gets it. (laughs) It's probably been done. I need Seth Green in this video wearing goggles on his head for no reason. I'm trying to do 90s fashion here. What was that about? Why did people just wear skiing goggles on top of their head? Because it was cool. (laughs) It was early steampunk. It was called ski punk. Ski punk. (laughs) So would I recommend this today? Uh, I would. I was going to say, I think you will, yeah. I would. I, I, I'd i say not every song, not all songs are created equally, but I think that there are there's enough fun on it to uh, get someone maybe at least interested in it somewhat, because it is fun, even though it kind of runs the gamut of sad and fun, and of, oftentimes I think it's intertwined of it's just let's put some energy and some spunk into being sad little boys with our small wieners in our hands. I don't hey. know. Um I just... I wasn't talking about you. Felt like... (laughs) 
I heard small wiener, so I immediately think of myself. I know you get very defensive if I ever say anything about a dick that's not large. But hey. even if I say something about a dick that's big, and you're like, are you calling mine small? So I just, I, there's no win. It's a lose-lose situ- situation. It'll always be that way. Um, would you ever listen to this again? Uh, no, I will not listen to this on my own, but it's one of those things that you can play the songs around me and... You don't have to feel like weird. You don't have to defend yourself, which you never have to defend yourself on what you're listening to. But you don't have to make like a, a joke about it to bring up that you're actually uncomfortable. <laughs> like earlier when you're listening to Justin Timberlake and you're like, I'm going to pummel you with more Timberlake <laughs> or something like that. I'm just going to I said I'm going to force you to listen to more on the way back from Sky Lizzle. Mm, Sky Lizzle. Skyline. It was Skyline time and it, it was, was delicious. Um, zero out of ten. Oliver the piano playing cat. Uh, for me, I'm going to slide it close to the middle based on personal tastes. But I'm also giving some points for just talent and skill and knowing how to write a song and the songs that are on here that are good, I think are pretty really fucking good, actually. So I'm going to give it a 5.5. For me, there's probably other albums out there that I've given 5.5 or 6 that I might like more than this. But right now, it feels like it's one of those down-the-middle yeah. albums. And I'm giving it a little bit extra on the point five because of I feel an artistry. I feel a kinship to the nerddom of... I would have been in band with these fucking kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, I, they would have been like, you're the weird stoner metal guy that plays in percussion. And I would have been like, and you're the weird stoner nerd kid that nobody knows you smoke pot with us. <laughs> it would be interesting if we actually kept a scale of where what we have rated albums because our scale is ever-changing. Oh, yeah. Get like a diagram that shows each one and be like, how was that a six? <laughs> yeah, so, because I don't think that we're rating it compared to other albums. No. I think we're rating it just at as it time. is at that week. Mm-hmm. What do you think that this deserves? I would It'd be give, so hard to relate it to every fucking album we've listened to. It would be to. impossible, <laughs> and everything would just be right around the same area in the middle. Right. Because that happens a lot. I'm giving this a 6.9. Oh, I expected more. 69, huh? I was going to give it a 7, but I thought a 6.9 <laughs> was more fun. I think the songs that I enjoy are very enjoyable for me. I completely understand how this isn't for everyone, and a lot of people just find this to be lame. It doesn't really give them much, and that's fair, but I think that when you get this and you're younger and you're kind of figuring out music on your own and you're not an aggressive person, so like... You need things to be kind of nerdier and soft to ease you into things and kind of hold your hand over the years. And this is kind of what stuff like this was for me. It was a, it was a stepping stone along my musical journey. And it, it, it I would, I'm glad that it's there. I don't know how much I'm gonna, going to continue listening to this. I would like it if some of these songs popped up here and there when I'm just kind of browsing and shuffling. Um but I don't necessarily need to dive into this album too much. But it did get me to listen to the first Solo Ben Folds album that I also enjoy some songs <laughs> on very much. Because um, these were some instances where I did actually listen to full the full album and not just certain songs. Um, zero out of ten... I think that's fair. 6.9 for me. Um, describe this album in one word. Keys. That's fair. 
He's banging on those keys. I mean, it's really what I think of when I think of Ben Folds in general. I, I see those 88s, baby. <laughs> My word is folds is how I want to do this because I've got five folds myself. <laughs> Hi. You're getting invaded by the dog. She demands attention. Yes. She's, she's just slamming her nose at you. <laughs> she's hugging me and doesn't want me to talk into the microphone. Mm. You want to talk into the microphone, stupid? This you're is how you're ruining things. the show. This is how I treat things that love me. I call them stupid. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that it is true. I love you, but get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She ripped a headphone out. Her energy is just not, it just doesn't match my energy. Um, that's why I'm good with cats, because they're uh, just usually calmer. Unless it's certain times. Unless it's Wayne. Oh, little Windsor the third. He's a good boy, though. So, um, yes, I am finished with the questions okay. and the album. Sam, what's next? Okay, that what's felt next, very Sam? anticlimactic. What's next, Sam? <laughs> I'm singing a song. It was so, it was so Ben Fold soft that it didn't ne- didn't get me. <clears throat> All cool. right, so because you're so you're yelling at me. I've come up with three choices for the next podcast. I like this, and I'm uh, I couldn't decide. So I'm giving it up to you. Now, I will tell you, there's not a movie in either of these. You gave me that option. We've talked about recently how yeah. movie talk might get upped, but it is not there yet. Okay. We're, we're coming back, so I wanted to give an album. You know, we're traditionally music, so. Michelle, A, a B, or B, or C. So much like. By the way, I don't remember what I wrote down on these, which one's which. <laughs> much like the the third titty. In the Total Recall movie. Yeah. That I think was, about it every day. That was added in be- betwixt the two okay. breasts already in place. I'm going to pick that special third tit right in the middle, Sam. Give me B. Chose choice B. Give me B. B. Oh, no. <laughs> Michelle, we are sampling a band that we have technically already listened to and done an album on. Okay. But this is a kind of a different version of this band. Uh, this band is one of my favorite bands. But Black this, Sabbath? But this era, I'm not so sure about. Oh my about. god, is this Dio this Sabbath? This is the first oh Ronnie James Dio Black <laughs> Sabbath album called Heaven and Hell. Oh, this is, is going to be wild. Doing. Now, I'm not going to tell you what A and C are no. because I'm saving them for the future. Yeah, do that, but wow. There we go. Okay, this is unexpected. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen there, but all three were interesting choices, I will tell hey, you You that. still put it on the table, so it's... It's there for a reason, I suppose. Bam. So there you go. Dio Sabbath. I've never listened to this album in in whole. I've in heard full? the song. In, in whole? In whole. <laughs> <laughs> but I have listened to the single Heaven and Hell. So we'll see what this does. Whoa, brother James Dio. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Hey, ben thanks, folds, everybody. folds five of Michelle's folds. Uh, we're going to listen to... Michelle's Five Folds? Is that your new band? Uh, I don't want to try and repeat what I just said. <laughs> um, we're going to go out on an early cover that I remember from back in the day that okay. Ben Folds did. Just Ben Folds. The five's not involved. Correct. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. This is a thing that went around. Oh, yeah. I know what this is. I'll just let it ride out and not be a negative guy at the end of the episode. It's so Ben Folds, though. 
That's, I'm saying it, to take a song like that and be like, I wonder what this would sound like if Ben Folds did it. I will. It's been brought down so much. I will say that you kind of do have to play this on the Ben Folds episode. And I totally forgot it existed, but. Number one song after number one song. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See, I have, to, I have to bring this down a little bit to end it just like they did on the album. So. Once again, I really appreciate everybody listening out there. No one can understand you. Take care of you. Children, You were screaming before and now you're really mumbling into the microphone. Bye, I'm done. Bye. me off guard. I'll just do this again here in a minute, please. <clears throat> Say <it>. And Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it totally takes over. You're into my time. <laughs> you just cut me off. That's very hard to do. <laughs> Right, let's do this again. <clears throat> Remember that I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be hard regardless. <laughs> okay. We need a roll of this. Woo! All right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Purple titties. Purple titties. Purple titties. All right. Say And we shall. Come critics. Funny that you are laughing. I can't stop. I can't stop fucking up. You gonna try to use the dog police notes on this episode? <laughs> yes. My eyes are. Uh, My eyes are puffy. You ready? No. <laughs> yes. Fuck! Whose idea was it to do this? It was mine. Are you ready? <laughs> this make it easier. <sighs> okay.
my god! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Alright, serious time. Here we go. My name was Sam. <laughs> Just a couple of critics. <sighs> All right. Hmm. Sam and Misha. Just a couple of critics. I think it's from people who are even in my music. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, I did my part. You didn't say business with me.